Welcome back to the Small Town Bias Podcast. I'm your host, Connor McCarthy, and let's get right into it. I thought I had to reintroduce myself because it's been a year since I filmed the filmed the pod. It's a brand new year since the last time I recorded one of these. I don't film anything. Um, and there's a lot of stuff to get into. I, it's been a while since I recorded, you know, holidays and everything. Had a busy schedule. Um, but now it's it's left me with a good amount of stuff to talk about and some exciting topics. Um, and that's going to include some stuff that maybe we're going to do in this new year. You know, because this is, this is a very fresh podcast. And <laughs> I can't just jumped off the table. Um, this is a, you know, it's a fresh podcast. We've only been at this for like like three weeks um and so yeah we're gonna kind of talk about some stuff that i want to do for next year um maybe even question uh, ask a question to you of uh, what you would like to see me do uh in the coming year because yeah i mean i've put a little bit of thought into it what i want to cover there's a lot of stuff that i can cover in the next year you know um but yeah i'll just kind of go over that Maybe get some feedback on it. Uh, see what everyone's interested in. So since the last time um, I recorded anything, there was a whole bowl season, a whole college bowl season. And, uh, well, the national championship is still on its way, but we did have a whole bowl season even before that. Uh, so let's start with... Um, I'll just start with number one on the list, uh, Bama versus Cincy. So this was, you know, we'll start with the college football playoff semifinal games uh, real quick. Not much to say about them. Um, Bama versus Cincy. It would have been a surprise if Cincinnati actually won that game, like a major surprise. But it wasn't too surprised. They kind of hung in there for a while. It was just what, I mean, it's what happens to the four seed every year Bama plays them, except in 2015. It's the same exact thing that happens every single year to any four seed that comes in, actually really any four seed that plays anyone. It's the same thing that happens. I mean, what did Notre Dame do any better? They didn't. They didn't do anything better than Cincy did, so... And what what did they do better than Ohio State did last year? They did better than Ohio State did last year, you know? So, I don't know. It's They're obviously going to chuck it out the window. They're, they're just going to say that Cincinnati doesn't belong. That or they'll uh, upgrade the playoff system to probably 12-team. 8-12-team. to 12 team. They'll probably go 8-team first because they're stupid. But um, yeah, I was I wasn't I was a little disappointed, but I was also you know didn't expect too much. I just wished it would have been just a little closer. But still, I mean, I don't I didn't even think I watched the whole game. I watched a little bit of it and then just kind of got bored with it, which I'm afraid might be might have been most of the uh, country's reaction. 
to both games, honestly, because I didn't really watch the Georgia-Michigan one either. Um, which was a real... I mean, you can always count on Michigan to just screw things up. And they, again, they they always the Big Ten always comes into Michigan's bowl game undefeated, and then they just... And Michigan just blows it. Michigan always blows it. So, Michigan got beat bad. I mean, just a complete blowout to a team that, well, to a game that I thought would be close and I thought Michigan could win going into it. It just looked like they could be more dynamic. I think Jim Harbaugh's a better coach. I thought their defense could stand up to, you know, an offense that hadn't looked anything special all year. And no, just didn't work out that way. Just unprepared. Defense didn't look good. Offense certainly didn't look good. I don't know. It was just really disappointing, but then again, it is Michigan, so what do you expect? Uh, the biggest disappointment. But number three was Ohio State versus Utah. That's on my list. And uh, the Rose Bowl. Uh, really excited to actually watch Rose Bowl with Ohio State at just a single bowl game where it feels like you win the game, you you know, it, it's a good finish to the season. Um, even though it was, you know, by Ohio State standards, a disappointing season, uh, it's still a nice end to it. And I didn't mind the opt-outs at receiver for it, you know. I really didn't mind that because I liked, I liked getting to see the new guys. I thought that was, I thought it was fun to see more of, more of um, Egbuka, you know, Harrison, and um, obviously Jackson Smith and Jigba, who went completely nuts in that game. So, you know, it has its ups and downs, the opt-outs. I know, what you, I mean, you want to see guys play, but at the same time, I, I mean, if I was Olave and I had a somewhat not saying that he, I mean, he hasn't gotten hurt, so there's no reason to call him brittle, but he has a brittle-looking frame. You know, I wouldn't be risking anything, especially since you're going to be a early first-round draft pick. Um, same goes for Wilson. So I really didn't, but I didn't really, I didn't really mind them out, you know. I liked seeing the new guy. There's just so much talent in the receiver room that it's kind of fun to see the new guys, um, which is just going to be insane next year. The... 18, I think that is Harrison Jr. He he looks a lot like a um a Devontae Adams, just a big physical guy who just has a lot of speed. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him to ma- really make a strong, you know, comparison to anyone, but on first look, he looks like he just blows got blows by guys with without even making contact. He doesn't need to use his hands. You know, he doesn't need that push off the line. He just he just blows by him. It's just the route running skill might be there. We'll see. We will see. Um, I I'm not gonna talk about the national championship. Cause who cares? It's just a SEC rematch. We already watched it. The same thing is gonna happen. Georgia's gonna win this game. It's just stupid. I I'm probably not even gonna. I'm well. No, I know I'm not gonna watch it. I'll see highlights. And I'll see the score, and I'll be thoroughly surprised if Georgia wins the game. Um, 
But overall, I think that the bowl games, and people make excuses, but I think that the bowl games, the records by conference, show everyone, I mean, I talk a lot of smack about the SEC, and I beat them down quite a bit. And I'd like everyone to know that even though I do talk down on the SEC, they are still very obviously, to me, a top two conference in football. (laughs) They are. I think they're number two. Everyone else thinks they're number one, you know, but I think they're number two. I'm not saying that they're worse than the Big 12, and they're certainly not worse than the Pac-12 and the ACC, Uh, and that's about the order of it. I think it's Big 10, SEC, Big 12, Pac-12, American Conference, ACC. The ACC sucks. Um, Good on Pitt, though. Who would have beat Michigan State if uh, Pickett started? Because uh, I don't think Michigan State can stop a ball in the air. If, I mean, I don't know. But they, I think they definitely would have won with Pickett. I mean, but um, I mean, Michigan State didn't even have um, their entire offense. Michigan State's entire offense didn't play. His name is Kenneth Walker. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't play. That's their entire offense. But the SEC, the bowl game proved what I thought about the SEC all year, what I've thought about them for the past couple years. It's proved what everyone's known about them for the past few years. It's Alabama and then a bunch of average teams. But Georgia's good, obviously. I mean, you got to be decent to beat Michigan that bad. So... I've I said this in a previous episode. Alabama is the golden standard for football, for college football. They are the golden standard. You measure everything you have off of what they are because they are every year. So in the SEC, you have Bama at the top, the golden standard, and then you have Georgia's great, and then under that, nothing. Just average to below average teams. And the bowl games prove that. Say what you want about not wanting to be there. They only win bowl games that they care about. Those The schools care about their bowl games individually. Does the conference itself care about bowl games? No. They care about the national championship. But do the schools who are playing in the bowl games care? They absolutely do. They're, I mean, they're not losing them on purpose. And they had a terrible record. Actually, I don't. I'm. I think they won. I think. Um. Well, I'm not sure. I don't remember anymore. But it. It's. It's not a good record outside of Alabama and Georgia. Um. And the Big Ten again had a good record outside of. Um. You know, Michigan. Those guys. But when you look at the Big Ten. Ohio State is the one team that matches with Alabama every year. Um, They are the one team that recruits at the same level, plays at the same level sometimes. 
But that's why they're not the golden standard, right? Because it's not, it doesn't feel like it's an every year thing. So, but to measure your conference, you measure them by, do they have someone who can stand up to Alabama? The ACC used to have Clemson. They don't anymore. And now it's just a ton of average teams. One good team in Pitt, one other good team in Clemson, and a bunch of average teams. Wake Forest is average. They did kick the crap out of Rutgers, though. Good job. I don't even know why they played that bowl game. The one team dropped. I don't even know who they were supposed to play, but they dropped out. I think it was some SEC team who was going to lose anyway. Um, but if you look at the Big Ten, you have Ohio State that matches Alabama. And nobody else in the conference really matches Alabama. But you're not going to find a conference with two teams that match Alabama, or else they would be the best conference in football. So you have Ohio State that matches Alabama year in, year out. Then this year, as far as great teams, that kind of, you know, same level as Georgia, I think that I think that Michigan does match the level of Georgia. I think they were unprepared for the game, and I think Georgia was just much more ready for the game than they were. But I think if you played it again, I don't think it would be that far apart. I'm. I feel like that was a that was a um, that was a fifty fifty chance that they were gonna get blown out like that. Because I really thought, and I think a lot of the, I mean, I feel like the general populace was with, you know, it's gonna be a really close game because they're two similar teams. And I think they are. I think it was just a. Uh, I think it was kind of a fluke game that it was that much of a blowout. Um, and I think, I really do think that they are comparable. So I'd put Georgia and Michigan on the same plane. Um, I put Iowa as an average team. I put Penn State as a good team and Michigan State as a good team. And I can't, but I can't go back to the SEC and I can't tell you anyone else outside of Alabama and Georgia who are good. I can't think of another good team. Arkansas is not good. Did Arkansas beat Penn State? I don't know. I stopped paying attention to bowl games. Like After the SEC went 0-5, I was just like, yeah, this is fine. It's it's what you expect, right? But I don't know. Did they even play Penn State? I don't even know who their matchup was. They did beat Penn State. Oh, well. But I think Penn State's better than Arkansas. If if Clifford stayed healthy all year, it's not even... I mean, I look smart here. Penn State's better than Arkansas if they keep Clifford all year healthy. Um, even though he's not a tremendous quarterback, he's still much better than what they have. And I think Penn State is just better than Arkansas. I think their defense is better. I don't know how. I don't know what the opt-out situation was. I don't know what the health and safety protocol situation was. I don't know. But I think that Penn State was better than Arkansas this year. I don't think Arkansas. I think Arkansas is going to be crap again next year. Just, just wait. They're going to be bad again. I'm sure they'll be ranked in the top 25 to start the year. They'll drop out very soon after. I don't think Arkansas is going to be any good any next year. Penn State will be fine next year again. They'll be back in the top 25. If they stay healthy, 
unlike they did this year. If they stayed healthy this year, they beat Iowa. They're the number two team in the nation, and they go in the gauntlet, which the Big Ten does at the end of the year, where it's Ohio State versus Penn State versus Michigan State versus Michigan. All of them just collide, and it's a huge gauntlet. But the next year, Ohio State has to play Wisconsin as well, so it's crazy. And Wisconsin, I don't know if Wisconsin will be back to full next year. I really don't know what's going on with Graham Mertz. I thought he was going to be a good quarterback, and he's just not panned out, and it's been a little disappointing. But we'll see. Oh, yeah, and I forgot. Wisconsin's a good team. I rank them above Iowa. I don't think I was I think I was a very average team. So there you go. There's a little bit of that, you know. Am I a little biased towards the Big 10? Yes, cuz Ohio State plays there. But do I take into account overrated teams? Yeah, I do. In both sides. And I think and I think um Arkansas is overrated and I think Iowa is terribly overrated. I don't know why they're ranked. It's because they they've won their games, but but they're not a good team. If there was a power of a top 25 power ranking, Iowa's not in it for me. Neither is Arkansas. Sorry. Um, that's about all I have on bowl games. I'll talk about the uh, we'll talk about the Brown Steelers game Monday night game. Uh, I didn't actually watch it which is surprising. Usually I watch every Browns game, but I didn't watch this one. Uh, from what I heard, it sounded like a crapshoot. The main focus for me is why on earth was Baker Mayfield not getting... Why did he not wake up Monday morning after the Chargers won their game and there was no, ch- there was no chance after the Bengals won anyway? But I guess there was a small chance that if the Chargers lost, we'd be playing for the playoffs still. But why on earth, after the Chargers lost their game Sunday, why did Baker not wake up Monday morning with notifications that he's not playing and he's strongly encouraged to go into surgery immediately on his shoulder? How that wasn't the call blows my mind because you shoved him out there against a formidable defense in the Pittsburgh Steelers in Big Ben's last home game so you know you knew there was he didn't even play that good but you knew there was motivation why on earth you put him out there you only drove more hatred from the fan base more hatred from the media now there's more outside noise I feel like they've lost the locker room that'll rebuild over the year you know over the offseason because you can't lose games over the offseason. And you can't lose games because you keep playing a hurt quarterback. I think he, I think Stefanski, the coaching staff, lost the locker room this year. Because they continually played a guy who was not prepared to play. Why do you play him? And at some point in the season, if you consider yourself to be the team leader... I don't mind you wanting to play hurt, you know, wanting to battle it out for the guys. But at some point in the season, Baker had to look at himself. Like, seriously, just look and say, I'm not helping anyone out here. I am not helping the team. I'm not helping, I'm not helping myself, certainly. 
You know, he's just he just made a mess of this year for himself. And obviously it's not it wasn't his call a hundred I mean it's kinda it is kinda your call. Like if you say you can't go, then they can't I mean they can't really force you to go. But as far as the coaching I mean, I don't know who makes the final decision on a guy playing and not playing besides the guy himself, but I don't know who makes that final decision in the staff. Whoever's making that decision uh, needs to have their job evaluated very strongly because it was terrible. Just why would, why did he play at all after the Bears game? He's hurt. Please, just do – there is nothing that tells you that Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback hurt than Case Keenum is healthy. There isn't a shred of evidence that tells – there's barely evidence that tells you that Baker Mayfield's better than Case Keenum healthy. They've both had one good season. What tells you what tells you that Baker's better than him healthy? I th- I think he I mean I think he is. I think that's pretty obvious to most people, but statistically there's nothing that says that. There's not a single thing that says he's better healthy than Case Keenum is healthy. He is certainly not better injured then Case Keenum is healthy. It blows my mind that it went that far. What's happening this weekend, Case Keenum starting over injured Baker getting surgery, is what should have happened a long time ago. And then we are not even in this situation. And in fact, Baker might be back, healthy, you know, a couple weeks ago, and we're still playing for the playoffs. I don't think Case Keenum was going to have a terrible losing record. He might have had, well, like, I don't know, like, he might have went like three and four. But remind me what Baker Mayfield did? Where the difference? And then you have a healthy quarterback, your healthy franchise quarterback, playing again and going for a championship, going for the playoffs. And I think you make it. I think you make it with 11 wins. But, nope. I think you're playing the Bengals this weekend for the AFC North title. But, hey, you're not. I don't know. I just think it was foolish. I don't know I don't know what drove them to do that. But the Browns aren't going to pull a quarterback from free agency. They're not going to pull a quarterback in a trade. Nobody wants to come to Cleveland. If you haven't realized that yet by now and you're a Browns fan, then, I mean, you're, I, don't, I don't know what you're holding on to. Nobody wants to come here. No one wants to go to Cleveland. You kind of have to home grow what you got or bring in old veterans, you know, or guys who have friends already in Cleveland. So Baker's going to be back next year, hopefully healthy, and we'll see how it goes. Because outside of that, outside of the injured quarterback situation, there's not much else that the Browns really need. Um, one more receiver for depth. Uh, if you don't think Jarvis Landry is a good receiver, he's still one of the best route-running receivers in the league. I mean, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, he had how many? A hundred... Or a thousand yard. Well, I think he had led the league in receptions since he came into the league. 
up until this year. I believe that's the stat I'm looking for. Like he, it does, he doesn't just fall off. And he's a he's he's a tough player as well. I don't know. I'm not jumping off the Jarvis like bandwagon though. I was just like, you really think he sucks now? You think all these young guys just are trash? It takes a little bit of both. And even at that, no matter what the situation was, the the coaching, the injury, the communication between receiver and and quarterback, that all has to do with Baker Mayfield. And he has to look at himself eventually somewhere in the season. He is very hurt, and he finally did it after this game. I don't know why it took until this game to figure it out, to get it in his head. Yeah, I'm kind of hurt. You know, I, I think I'm going to go for surgery. Yeah. Yeah, we knew that. We knew that a long time ago. I don't know how I don't know how you can't look at yourself after just I mean, he's struggling. Any way you put it, he he isn't playing well. You can blame whoever you want, but he's still not playing good. I don't know how you don't look at yourself somewhere in the season and you're like, you know, a basketball player a good basketball player, a good team-leading basketball player, if he's not having a good shooting night, will affect the game in different ways. Will affect the game, you know, on defense, keep his leadership intact. You know, as a team-leading quarterback, as the franchise quarterback, you kind of got to look at yourself. You got to ask, am I really helping the team doing what I'm doing right now? Which he's not go into surgery, and lead the team in the locker room. And keep the locker room if you're a coaching staff, which they didn't. Which is the reason they fell apart. Okay. That's enough of that. That is enough of that. So I want to look into um what to expect in this year, in 2022, for this podcast. Um, so... I want to look into a lot of growth. I want to get, I want to get people in, you know. I want to get guests in to do interviews and stuff, and to talk with like, you know, people that just you know know different sports than me. Like I know I have people that know baseball better than me, and know like, who know like the PGA tournament better than me. I don't really keep up with the PGA tournament, and I also know guys who you know are excited about the same things I am. And I want to get some, you know, some maybe guys who play some sports in to talk. And those might be like some specials. Like I'll do an interview and then I'll release it like a couple weeks later. And I might even like film like the video feed for it and everything. We'll see. But that's something I kind of want to get into to grow stuff, you know, just to get people in and get the spread the name around a little bit. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to this year. Uh, as far as some topics that I want to get into, sports betting was recently made legal in Ohio. I think I want to get, I want to get talking about that. Um, and if not, I've got ideas with uh, a friend group who is also interested. We might start like a group podcast as well, alongside this one. And I'll probably uh, promote both on my website, and have links to both. Um, so I think that's interesting. You know, since it's so new in Ohio, it's fresh into the state. Uh, 
And hey, if I would have made a bet on Christmas of the of the Browns covering the spread, but Packers winning and the Colts uh, winning outright, you know, that would have been a good betting day for me on Christmas. So, you know. But sometimes I make predictions that are terribly wrong. Uh, like my record last uh, last week for football uh, and overall in my pickums, which is on my blog. You can check that. Please, actually, don't check that one out. Check the weeks before that because there were some good picks in there. But, um, yeah, this, this was a rough week. Uh, on top of sports betting, you know, big college sports fans, so I, I think we want to talk a little bit about the NIL, the rules, and what they're, what they mean. It's coming to the point where, you know, I think the NCAA is going to have to, like, appoint a commissioner because it's just there's so much to pull together. Um, and that's maybe something that we want to talk about a little bit more, and even see if we can talk about it with players. Uh, on top of that, uh, football's ending, so we're going to get into basketball. College basketball, obviously March Madness will come up eventually. And and obviously once that's over, it's baseball season. So plenty of sports to still cover. Um, I feel like it's harder keeping track of baseball and basketball than football because football is just like, you know, once a week. Whereas baseball and basketball is just, you know, spuriously throughout the week. A little hard to keep track of, but... Uh, both sports I'm obviously interested in. Uh, may may even get into soccer and hockey. I've never really been a huge hockey fan, but I think it would be decent to cover. Like maybe just the Columbus team, the Blue Jackets, and the Crew. If I cover MLS, because MLS is kind of a laughing stock of the soccer world, but it is growing and it's becoming better. And they're building new stadiums for teams. And they're bringing in guys from Europe, you know, some big name players. I think they've they've gotten veterans in the past who are like old guys who used to play in the Premier League or something, and they'd like come in and you know there's a lot of hype around them because it's like wow there's a real player here now. But it is mostly just like some you know college guys from the U.S. you know joining these MLS teams. But it is growing, and so it would be interesting to talk a little bit more about those guys. Uh, but on top of that, it's been a it's been quite the um, stretch of international sports. So we had the uh, Summer Olympics, you know, just last summer, and now we've got the Winter Olympics like coming up in a month. Really, ex- I I, lo- I love the Olympics. I'll probably get into maybe talking about a little bit of that. Um, I love Sean White. I'm glad he's back. I wish he would have done surfing in the Summer Olympics, but hey, can't have it all. So I'm excited to cover some of that. And on top of that, the World Cup is also this summer. The FIFA World Cup is this summer, men's. And the U.S. has a big chance of getting in there and making some noise for the first time in, in, well, ever. For the first time ever. Um, Not the first time getting in, but the first time where they could actually make a little bit of a splash and make it out of group stages as well. I'm sure they've made out of group stages before, but... I don't think they've done anything. I don't know. I If they did, I was not born or too young to even uh, cognit- cognitively think about it. So, hey, I'm excited for that. I'm super. I love the World Cup. Um, I'll root for USA hard. 
I know like the entire English national team though, so it's gonna be hard against those boys. It's gonna be hard to root against Harry Kane. I love me some Harry Kane. Love that guy. Definitely one of my favorite soccer players out there. Um other than that, you know, that's kind of the sports coverage. I thought about maybe, you know, you know, if I end up going to like some games, I know there's World Cup qualifiers in Columbus. You know, if I went to some of that, maybe doing like some live coverage of games, but not actually like live, just like record it there, record some coverage of a game and, you know, post it later, like analysis of games live, I don't know. I don't know, just something I'm thinking about. I don't know if I know enough about soccer to <laughs> do analysis on it. I mean, I know a little bit. Like, some terminology and everything. I know who some players are. I don't know. I don't think soccer is going to be a major topic on this podcast anytime soon. But it will be. It is something I like. I do enjoy watching soccer. Um... So that's kind of, a, you know, and I, I'd like to ask at the same time, you know, what does what does the audience want to see from me? You know, what what interests you? Do you want me to branch out a little bit more? I mean, I do I do non sports stuff. I try to incorporate it as much as possible just to reach a, you know, a broader audience. But, um, you know, it's not something I've thought a lot into. I don't have like tons of topics I talk about. You know, I do the recipe of the week and I do the game and the watch but on but other than that you know I don't I don't think of terribly like too terribly much that I that I taught that's off sports so if you want to see me branch out into some more stuff you know drop some topics that I could talk about and uh you know I'll look into it and see if it's something that interests me as well okay but on that topic, we are going to get into the non-sports stuff. We're going to get into the recipe of the week. Oh, what's our recipe? The The problem with the recipes of the week is it's got to be something I know how to make. And I rarely know how to make them. So I have to think of something a little simple. <clears throat> what do we want? What do we want for this week? What did, What did I have that's really good? What a nice Italian dish. A nice Italian dish that I know how to make. Hmm. What about like some spaghetti? I will post my recipe for spaghetti. <laughs> it's not noodles, sauce, meat. Meat in sauce, stir, cook noodles until... I don't know why people say throw them against the wall. I don't even know if that's a... Is that like a joker? Is that something people really do? Just take one out and eat it. Like, hey, that tastes like a noodle. I think they're done. Boom. Strain them. Dump the sauce. Eat it. Do I even need to post that? Use whatever sauce, you know, makes your heart content. Whatever sauce you want. If you're a Hunts guy, if you're a Prego guy, 
you're uh I really can't think of ragu mm. chef boyardee does he make sauce I don't know maybe and then he makes ravioli that is not ever going to be the recipe of the week Certainly not Chef Boyardee ravioli. I've had ravioli before. It's pretty good, but not Chef Boyardee. I don't think I've ever had Chef Boyardee ravioli. I don't think it's worth having. Doesn't seem appetizing to me at all. But I have had ravioli that I thought is pretty good. So I could go for like some homemade ravioli. Not not canned ravioli, though. I'll pass. Maybe the recipe of the week could just be SpaghettiOs, Dad. Grab yourself a can of SpaghettiOs. Put it in a pot, stir it once or twice, and then eat it. You can tell it's done when it starts steaming. That's usually when I know. Dip your finger in it, or tongue. Don't dip your tongue in it. Well, you can, I guess. But if it's really hot, then you're in trouble. Just dip your finger in it. Is it hot? Is it not? You're done. <coughs> Ugh, I should have got some water. That's the recipe of the week, spaghetti or spaghettios. I'll post it, just so you remember. Uh, watch of the week, game game of the week. Ga- watch, watch of the week. Oh, go ahead and go watch, um, all the Captain America films. The first one, The Winter Soldier, and uh, Civil War. There you go. There's your watch of the week. I haven't watched... I've only watched the first one of those recently. I watched the first Avenger, like, yesterday. So, there you go. Watch all of those and enjoy them. And then, once you get the, you know, inevitable hunger for Marvel films, just watch all of them. Go back, restart, either watch them in chronological order... Or in release order. Don't worry about the Hulk. Just skip that. Don't watch the Hulk. No one cares. He's big and he's green. And the movie is not good. So go back. Watch Iron Man. Watch Thor. Watch the first Avenger. Watch the first Avengers movie. Uh, Rinse. Wipe. And... Repeat. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, game of the week. Game of the week. Um, go out there and play. Play your favorite Harry Potter game, whether it's The Prisoner of Azkaban or like one of the newer ones. You know, like the seventh or eighth. That are on like the PS3. I say newer. Not, none of it's new anymore. I'd go back and play the third one personally. It's the best one in my opinion. Or the fifth one. The fifth one's well made. The sixth one's kind of fun too. They're all fun. Go play one. Go play them all. They're not that long. They're not that. Oh. There's the music. Oh. And it rings in the new year too. That's great. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, bye. <laughs>